Thank you for joining us on Vagina Talks. I'm thrilled to have you here and I want to have you everywhere we are. So I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. That is where you can support, become a member, join the virtual temple, get behind scenes, all the good stuff, support this podcast so that we can keep bringing you the medicine, the free flow, the real, 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 real talk. Would love to have you as part of the community over there. Consider yourself invited. Come on over. I'm Samantha Rise, and welcome to Vagina Talks, where we speak about, to, and from vaginas. This is a show of alchemy, where we turn poison into medicine, disconnection into wisdom, and isolated wounds into communal peacemaking. Here's your host, Sophia Wise One. You already know everything they can teach you. You already know everything they could say. We are here to remind you what you already, already, already know. I just want to take a minute to acknowledge that Vagina Talks understands that gender is fluid and dynamic and goes way beyond the binary of either woman or man, she or him, and that in fact it's a living and evolving thing that's actually personal, person to person, and that our bodies, even our understanding or the ways that we experience them can vary. It's important for me that that's something that has space here on Vagina Talks, and at the same time, I also am carrying this understanding that womanhood and the experience of the feminine and all of the female in the splitting of that binary has been injured, has been hurt, has been dismantled. And so I'm looking to have a space where the feminine and the female and the female body is reclaimed and respected and lifted and inspected and known, as well as a space that goes beyond the binary and that acknowledges that these are limited constructs mostly put upon us and that we're in the process of evolving into something more whole and more true. Just wanted to say that some of my guests will use incredibly binary language for whatever reason from the places that they come from. And I just wanted to let you know that Vagina Talks has a much wider understanding and it's a living one. So feel free to chime in as we go along. Without further ado, today's episode. Hello, darlings, and welcome back to Vagina Talks. Uh, they call me Sophia Wise One, and I am so grateful to have you joining me today. We do have a, a guest joining us today who we're going to get to in just a moment that I'm excited about. I just want to take a moment and just honor the rapid shifts that have been going on and that I know as like when this show drops, the moment you're listening to it, I know it's 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 the right thing for you right now if you have seen fast change. You're seeing the changes, the changes that you've asked for, that you've prayed for, that you are knowing, that you're seeing the signs of them taking place. And so I just want to take a moment to to bless you, bless your prayers, bless the change and and honor the fact that uh, <laughs> when we surrender into change, it's really a remarkable place because we really are giving up a lot of control. We don't know where we're going. So to really honor the faith part and to really celebrate the joy of, of, of 
I want to say the joy of faith, the joy of saying it's worth it and we know it and, uh, and we want to, we want to do it. So, uh, so yeah, so that's that. We have a really special guest today. I'm really excited to see what's going to come through the two of us. Uh, she is bold. She's beautiful. And, uh, and, and she's called Nia Lee. And she's on a mission. <laughs> she's called Natalie. <laughs> she's on a mission to create. And there's her laugh. And she's on a mission to create sacred space for women to reunite, heal, and empower one another to be all that they are and support a new feminine leadership in the world. Into it. She empowers women through supporting the emergence of greater sensuality, purpose, creativity, and personal power. But hark, the sounds of womb work. <laughs> she is international women's empowerment coach, a writer and artist, and guides both individual and collective process of women's empowerment. She is the founder of Boundless, a modality that clears the root uh, causes of blockages. I'm like really on my womb tip here. The root the root causes of blockages, and she leads international retreats and boundless trainings. Welcome, Naya. Thank you, Sophia. Wonderful to be here. I am curious for you. I'm like, obviously, I'm like really hitting this, like, I'm like really on the womb tip with you right now. Mm -hmm. That's like, I'm really feeling that. So I think the question I want to start with is actually an invitation to hear what your, what your womb is is holding is brewing wants to share right now is at work in has clarity in I don't know I want to like speak directly to your womb and invite that that wisdom that connection that I know you have and that you walk with to mm. to to bring us in mm. thank you what a, what a beautiful invitation mm. um yeah so I'm a huge supporter and advocate <laughs> of this work and I think the first thing that I feel from her the first thing that comes is that true alliance with the planet mm. uh, and with what is unfolding here and how we are really a part of the same team <laughs> that there is a womb of the planet and that whether or not we have a physical womb or not, um, if, you know, we basically all have access to that wisdom, um, you know, that knowledge and that greater plan and purpose that we are all here to be a part of. And that's ultimately what I'm in service to and really help other women to connect in with, to receive that guidance so that they can live their lives, um, in that beautiful, synchronistic, magical, boundless, uh, juicy place. So beautiful. So sane. That's the word that comes to mind to me as you, thank you <laughs> for sharing from that womb place. And as you speak to that, it's, what I'm noticing in my own in my own body in the space here is the way in which my heart um, it's not even my heart the way that my core um, relaxes and mm -hmm. it gives and like my, my lungs and my core like give space for my heart to open. Beautiful. 
like that that place of like it's it's uh it's I also hear the last was a couple moon cycles ago a couple moon lodges ago um I was really taken into some old patterns that I hadn't seen in about 10 years and I was um pretty startled it was it was like a a rough kind of moment of just being like oh okay it's been a minute since it's been like this some really intense waves and um and so I just kind of like double tripled quadrupled down I got my moon early and was so grateful I was like I need you I need your help and I just went deep I went really deep for about three days of ceremony and um one of the journeys that I did in my practice I went to my kind of the um it's gonna fill people I feel like you're gonna be with me but I'm gonna fill people in just a little bit here so one of the journey spaces that I go to is like a is a sacred space, a safe sacred space, like my altar practice space that I go to, and then often journey from that place in in other directions. So kind of my psychic journey place to arrive to. And so I went to that place and uh, the, the realms kind of opened and I journeyed out kind of past time space and out into the nothingness and kind of felt the relief of that space. What a relief, what a peaceful sane nothing space and then I journeyed back and journeyed down deep to the core of the earth (laughs) and I had this understanding this expectation that I was going to go to this molten um, stone core because right that's like where I was going but I journeyed down and it was like when I saw the the core of the earth right kind of right up ahead um the heart of the earth kind of, it was like she revealed, she revealed her face to me. It was like this side path. And she said, I'm going to show you the heart of me. And as I went into the heart, it was water. (laughs) And this, and she revealed to me, I'm your, you live on a water planet which is something that I've been saying pretty consistently for like months and months and months. It was one of those things where she was like, I'm going to show you this because you already know it. I'm just going to show you now even more. And it was a deeply um, transformative revelation for me because I understood in that moment, um, I didn't understand. I knew it would take probably years for me to fully understand what I was being shown in that vision. What I began to see was the way in which I, I, I have been taught. I feel like a lot of us have been taught about what earth is and earth being this like dirt and rock and solid, solid state, right? That like earth is this like solid grounded state. And this reveal of her saying like, this is a water planet. That dirt you're talking about, that's water. Your body that you're talking about, that's mm-hmm. mostly water. Like the stones that you're talking about are grown largely by water. Like the minerals that they're made out of, how do they get there? They're carried by water. Like the bones of the earth when they're alive are water. The bones of our bodies are not dry. The marrow, like th- it's the, the liquid form of us. And so I really had these waves of letting the very foundations of perceived earth walking change. Like, 
Whoa. And, and it makes one of the, my favorite things to think about is, um, uh, one of my teachers, the holistic pelvic care provider, the person who taught me intravaginal body work, uh, when her book was translated into Chinese, they came back to her and they said they called, I don't remember the exact title, but it's, it was a reference to the fact that they make reference to um, women or people who have wombs having two hearts. <laughs> and so the, the heart of the heart and the heart of the womb and these like two hearts. And so having the sense of going to the heart of the earth and seeing that the heart of the earth was water and then having this like double overlay being like the heart of the earth being our heart, which is muscle, which is mostly water that's pumping fluids, that the heart of the mm-hmm. earth is pumping fluids, right? And so the heart of the earth and also the womb, like the, the birth waters, just like water, 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 water. And, and the solidity that we take the tiniest bit of form and, and, and what water does with that, what liquid does with that. So... Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for sharing. I think we trained with the same person. I'm pretty sure if you're talking about Tammy, Tammy Kent. Tammy Kent! Yeah. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> Wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, it's, it's an amazing revelation and um, I'm really going to sit with that in my heart and it's really parallel to information I received as well. So beautiful. Yeah. I felt like, it's like I, yeah. And I didn't say it out loud to anybody for weeks, like none of my students, none of my clients, none of my like medicine friends. I just like sat with it. And then it was like, I told one person and then I told two people. And then a couple of weeks I told one person. It's like the yeah. slow, you know, like I'm just being like, when do I give words to it? Yeah. So thank you. Then, then like, here we are. Um, and I felt that I felt your, I felt when, when you spoke, I, I, I felt that face of the planet kind of mm-hmm. showing showing themselves to the mm-hmm. way that, um, the way that that revealed in me, I felt that's what came up while you were speaking from your womb was that knowing. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> do you do, um, do you do internal work as part of your work currently? Are you doing body work I, inside you know, vagina I'm, work? Stepping. <laughs> do you go inside? Um, I basically worked energetically with the lower chakras um, for a very long time, and um, going to Tammy Kent's. And I've also I've also worked with people in the physical, um, more shamanically, but also including touch um, in general. But I, I definitely have a specialty in the lower chakras, um, as that's just that's where our root is, and most of our wounding um, has really been. So. Um, Tammy Kent's training for me was a way to um, expand that knowledge and really bring it even more into form. Yeah. It will be a part of my work, um, but I'm I'm taking my time with that. If if I feel called um, to offer it, I will, and I'm just really following spirit with that. Beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I'm in a really interesting place right now for me. I've been doing a lot of. Uh, mm, it's been really core after I learned it. I did a lot of uh, like clinics, my own practice with like peers and and my own self and my own work around that. And then um, I've done largely intensive work um, one-on-one with people inside ceremony. So days of work together and, and the internal work only being a few hours in the midst of kind of these many, many hours. And I'm in this very interesting shifting point right now of, uh, 
which I would be curious to see, I don't know, just where you are for yourself. Um, you know, I, for me, I've been doing body work and healing work and holding space work largely solo. I don't really believe myself when I say that, but I've been doing it as an individual practitioner in addition to kind of doing, um, co-facilitation or co-teaching with other people. I've been in that solo practitioning work for 15 years and professionally. And in the past couple of years, I've been doing a lot more of ceremony and body work with hands-on, with multiple people hands-on. So having like multiple hands on a body at one point, at one time. And I'm at this very interesting point right now where I am feeling less and less available or interested in working um, on someone's body without having more hands in a room, like Hmm. really having this experience of um, being very precise in my work and very direct and kind of going in on the wounds, like really, and like a lot of my spiritual tools, my first four spiritual tools were all literal blades. So like, Um, it's funny that I would say literal when I mean like metaphysical, but, um, like swords, hatchets, knives. I remember when I was a teenager doing journey work and then in my twenties, I was like, when do I get like bells and flutes? You know what I mean? Like, it's just like so extreme. And, and I feel like I'm getting more and more, not even, I feel like I am getting more and more precise and potent in that. And so there's a way in which the, I, someone to care for, the tenderness of someone, you know, I did a lot, I think a lot, I'd be curious to hear you speak about the wounding work, because there's a part of going in and exposure and cutting to the truth. And that's a, that's a cause it takes a fierceness to do to, to do wound work with people to go into the root and do the wound work there. But it also takes this massive tenderness um, exactly. for the softness and the care. Um, and there are ways in which recently I've really been feeling my fierceness um, and my ability to ho- to go back and forth and hold both um, has felt a little exhausting. And so the experience, and I think also just because I felt it, having these past couple of years of being able to do work where I literally could have someone hold their head and hold their feet and someone hold their hand while I was doing internal work, while they're confronting years of abuse, while they're confronting the lies that they're digesting inside them has been so transformative and relieving and I think maybe this is also why it's coming up you're like invocation of just being like let's talk about the things that are sane like sanity you know and this notion of like being held um and I think breaking some of these notions around um that the work needs to be done in secrecy that are shaming and that are wounding um uh it that being safe means secret for a lot of people and what it is to 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 be safe in in witnessing. So I don't know what that's. I'm I'm curious if you want to speak to any of those things that you kind of know and experience in in your work and you're seeing around any any of those things. Mm, sure. Well, I really trust your experience in in your own process around how you want to facilitate. I think the thing that came through for me was um, it, uh, sort of that that combination that balance of fierceness and gentleness. And it just reminds me of the water where Mm. water can be warm and and really hold you, or it can be ice, you know, or it can be, 
um, a hurricane. <laughs> um, you know, it can be deep and rich and vast, or it can be shallow. Um, and so it's it has the ability to acclimate. And um, I actually just put a post on um social media today that I use, you know, balanced modality, which is a very clear structured method of healing, which can basically heal just about anything. And at the same time, it's in balance with this feminine shaman. Um, and that, you know, we dance and we just listen moment to moment with to what is needed what is that medicine and it's not something that can necessarily be planned it reveals itself as the feminine essence of nature does um so that's what it reminds me of when you share that beautiful will you tell us more about boundless either the work itself or how you got there Sure. Um, yeah, how I got there is a l- little bit longer. Um, I can share it briefly. Um, <laughs> I bet it's a yeah. good medicine story. Whatever you want to share, we're here. So. Sure. <laughs> well, I'll first share that it is, it's a prayer come true. It's something that I pray for very, very strongly for a really long time. I had um, blocked out most of my life. I had a very challenging life for different reasons and had a lot of difficulties I was dealing with physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, um, and all of that. And so really in my early twenties, um, actually I was a certified therapeutic life coach at the age of 21, um, and was certified in hypnosis and things like that and was going very deep on my own journey and just felt that there has to be a better way. There has to be a better way for me, um, you know, to identify more quickly and more strategically um, and efficiently, you know, what are these deeper layers? What are the traumas that are causing me to cry and sob every day? You know, what is it that is keeping me up at night and I can't sleep? What is it that I'm digesting in my belly? And these other methods just they were the tip of the iceberg for me. And so I just kept praying, please show me, you know, if I'm, if I'm actually meant to be a healer, you better give me like the best tools out there. Um, and so, uh, you know, it took me a few years of doing just my own work to really find what was inside of me. And then after that, I was led to Hawaii on Kauai and I got hired as actually an editor um, to a book and ended up being sort of a content creator um, for this book that this man was wanting to publish. So this person um, basically sold a multi-million dollar company. He was an engineer mind software software company. And he built his dream house in Hawaii, very sort of traditional conservative guy. And you know, he basically fulfilled this American dream. Um, (laughs) and he still was not happy. And so he basically, you know, his sort of science mind decided to study all of the leading energy psychology methods out there. And he found not just found the ones, but he tested each one on his own subconscious to see what was actually making a shift because you can go get a healing session and have no idea what actually shifted um, within your own system. So what he would do is actually test everything, came up with the two that were the most effective and just wanted to put these techniques in a book. So I, you know, through working with him, realized that 
holy shit, these are actually really potent. And we started to work together to actually co-develop them even further, Mm. take them to the next level and use them in areas that their original founders weren't using them. Um, So just one tiny example of that is instead of, um, you know, imprinting a one belief, we could actually imprint one belief by unhooking and clearing all negative beliefs that conflicted with it. So we would test people at the beginning and after one clearing, they could get rid of like a hundred beliefs while imprinting that one versus just imprinting one positive belief while they have about 200 negative beliefs that actually, that conflict it. Um, so, you know, him and I ended up finishing the book and going our separate ways. And I ended up working basically in the field of women, taking this structured method and helping women to find the exact blocks that were preventing them from being their full selves in the world, whether it was finding their true partner, offering their soul gifts, trusting their innate wisdom and guidance, being embodied here on the planet in the body, And, um, it's just been years of that now of using that method to work with women all over the world. Mm Um, so I'm very well acquainted with the, the collective feminine wounds, but like I said, it it is in balance with the shamana. Um, you know, I don't always rely on a structured method. It is teachable and it is reliable, but spirit also, um, it's a method to Mm. let spirit do its work essentially. And that may look different in each moment, if that makes sense. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, in in that regard, it feels very similar to the work that I do that I refer to as soul unification, which is this like, you know, it's like we do these things and then it's really a setup to let spirit yeah. do the work, the, the miracle. I think one of the things that I talk about is that, um, uh, that I think about a lot actually is that we think Like we've been so taught that healing is such a mystical thing, transforming growth is so like mystical and it is right. Like the miracle and the magic of a flower blooming and inception and all the things that are just like miraculous. And yet the parts of like how actually, like once you understand it, like you're talking about being like, I'm very, I'm fairly, I'm acquainted, right? It's like, acquainted with the alchemical process acquainted with that notion of like yeah you put a new belief in but you to to have that take root you have to surrender all these other ones Mm -hmm. um or walking with people over years um you know there's this way in which some i've watched over the years you know when someone hits like around year three you know of this like deep work and kind of the questions that they're asking and the feelings that they're feeling I'm just like yeah you're right on time that's like that's like a thing like there you are like there is this rhythm um or like right on time but also right in sequence right that like time space is very bendy but there's an element and there's a way there's like right on time in terms of this kind of natural earth rhythm that happens Mm -hmm. in terms of evolution and time but then also that like we just do these things like what is it like that when we surrender, then fall, you know, the, and it's not linear. And yet there's rhythmic, I think, I feel like rhythmic is a better way for me to describe what I feel or what I witness um, more than linear, because there's, it happens in this, like, inhale, exhale, waved, tied, like, sense. Um, so I'm, I appreciate that. And that there are like all the structures that are so useful and so effective. I'm like, really into tools, like tools and skill building so that the (laughs) mystery can have the space that it needs to, to, to work the vibrations, the space 
it's like a really good speaker. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with bassy music and like the difference between a speaker that's like tinny and a speaker that like really can move the bass. And so it's like, how do I build right? Like the equipment, <laughs> like the structure um, to let the vibrations move in the way that they, they want so that I'm not blowing out the system. Um. Totally. <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. What are, um, what are some of your joys right now? What are, what are, what are really lighting? What's, what's lighting you up in mm. your own work and your own journey right now? Good question. Um, honestly, the, the first one that comes up is the evolution of the work. Um, I'll share, you know, there's many beautiful personal things like the, the spring sunshine <laughs> is really good medicine right now and um, my partner and, and my sisters. But the work itself and, and how it, teaches me um how it you know when you're a servant to it it's um it's pretty profound and I get to witness a lot from my clients and learn a lot from them like they stretch my toolbox um my toolbox stretches to meet whatever is coming through them and I also get to witness what comes through them you know as a space holder for the wisdom that comes through them. So, you know, a woman can come and she can have a lot of self-doubt and feel really stuck and maybe even have a lot of fear, or feel paralyzed, or um, maybe she even has a lot of darkness around her because she's let, you know, certain things into her life. And the beautiful thing is to hold that space to clear everything that's not true and to really listen to what is I get to hear the womb wisdom of, of women all over the world and of their higher guidance and it's just the most nourishing thing to to be around and to hear and and it is medicine for me you know we are medicine for for each other and I like that it doesn't feel like um you know practitioner client it's really um a sisterhood remembering and walking each other home so um yeah I'm just really profoundly grateful it's been a really long journey getting here mm -hmm. and um I'm really grateful to have that in my life <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. there's such a deep remembering taking place right now around um, what feels like to me is is a, a birthright to intimacy and a birthright to wisdom such this reclaiming of um, what we know one of the things I'm thinking about as I say this is that notion of um, I was having this conversation with someone recently where I was like, you know, I was like, well, why do you want to say no? And and the answer was like, well, I just have this feeling that I want to say no. And then they said all these other reasons. And I was like, you know, the feeling and the clarity of your no without any justification 
is like its own justified real answer. Like trusting that no, that knowing and that, you know, that could be a no, that could be a yes, that could be a make a left turn, not a right turn. But that that principle of, of giving up the justification as a, as validity, right? To like, if we can have our reasons and our larger perspective, not to make any of the, that stuff a problem, but to but to let the validity of our of our knowing be valid in and of itself. Mm-hmm, exactly. I like that because the reasoning a lot of times can come from the mind um, or, the, you know, the strategy or the planning or, um, you know, just the thought out process where a lot of times in knowing it just is, it, it just is. Right. Just I love that. Simple, simple mm-hmm. place. And that the more I think that we do the work of healing ourselves, the more we get that, we get that information. And mm-hmm. so then it's, and this is kind of what I was talking about. It's like, and then once you get, you know, we wish we had that information and then we get that information. And then there's a cultivation of a changing of habits or a way of moving so that you act on that information. Yeah. <laughs> it's different. Exactly. Right? It's like how many it can be a process sometimes, but it's amazing when it's not no longer a process and it just is. Right. Just a way yeah. of being, you know, like yeah. a shifted habit way of being is, I think that might be my, my joy right now is seeing myself make those choices just more and more consistently of having mm-hmm. that clarity, having that insight and then acting on it and, and, and giving up that, the, yeah, the in between and the, I, some, I refer to it as warmongering, right. Mm-hmm. With like mm-hmm. that, the, the writing and the wronging and the, the judging and the justification and the negotiating um, yeah. with what is, tr- what's true. Right. What do you see, um, as as uh, like a collective wound or a collective balm that's like awaken at work right now. What are you seeing? What do you? I know themes, right? Like it's like you're doing the work, so you're seeing the shared mm-hmm. the shared work at hand. What are you seeing? Yeah, there's a lot of themes. Um, I would say if there's uh, one prominent one, I would speak to. Um, I'm just going to listen, actually, because there's a few. So one moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say it's it's shame. Um, shame is, is such um, it's such a weaselly one that sort of like hides under the rug and people don't even know they have it. Actually, I'll refer to one client. It's so cute because one of my clients, um, you know, people have breakthroughs, like each session is its own breakthrough. But then a lot of times there's this like massive breakthrough where like all the work culminates and like nothing is the same after, you know, like they just start like everything changes. And um, this one client, you know, it came through that there was some ancestral shame, um, you know, that needed to be cleared. That was sort of at the root of everything. She's like, oh, no, I don't have that at all. And just like she, she had no idea. And after, you know, after a few sessions later, she's like, what, what is it? What am I missing? And I was like, honey, you didn't let, you don't let us work on the shame. Like, can we go into that today? So she said, okay. So we, we go into that and she had the biggest breakthrough of her life mm. after. Um, and, and so that the shame, you know, and we're seeing that this is the Me Too movement. It's like, we held it in. We held it in for a long time, the violation, the suppression, the anger, the grief, you know, all of that we held in. 
And um, there's shame associated with the menstrual cycle, shame associated with being a woman. You know, there's religious shaming around that, shame around sex being dirty, shame around, you know, being beautiful or shining or shame around not being beautiful or shining, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And so I just love that this is what we're dispelling because shame is really what keeps us locked inside and, um, and, and then it's connected to many other things. But I feel that the medicine, like Tammy says, um, is that, you know, the opposite is honor, really honoring ourselves, our femininity, our womanhood, our wisdom, our spirit, our bodies, you know, our gifts, um, our sex you know, our sacredness, our connection to the earth. It's like just sprinkling every corner of ourselves with honor. Um, and then, you know, sometimes it, it looks different in session, of course, as, as far as what's needed. A lot of times in order to fully release shame, we're actually releasing other people's energy because shame isn't inherently natural. You know, it's something that we've taken on as if it was true from outside sources for the most part. So a lot of it's just like release a lot of the womb healing is releasing energy that is not ours because we receive and absorb so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so beautifully said shame is, I really, I really agree and, and share that experience as being a, a, you know, there are many, many pieces and, I appreciate you naming that. I'm just going to do a little smoke cleanse here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, one of my teachers, Shinasi Rose, what she says about shame is shame cannot be processed. It can only be lifted. And it's lifted by community. It's witnessed by, by witnessing. And uh, that community can be spirit can be plant can be animal can be human I like to say humane right um and that one of the things that I speak to is like but it's got to be real you got to feel exposed you got to feel witnessed in it you don't believe a plant can witness you then that's probably not the witness but that that piece and what I love about what you're speaking to that experience of other people's um other people's and even beyond people, right? This like, like people perpetuate this, uh, this lie landscape that we're trash, <laughs> right? This like lie, this, this, you know, that we're some inherently not sacred, that we have to earn our holiness or our trueness or our worthiness, um, you know, and all the ways in which, um, that's what that is. When I, um, when, you know, what I say about shame is that it's a blanket that covers the wound. Hmm. And so it's, it's so, again, I really appreciate what you're saying. It's this, it's the blanket that covers the wound. And so we take that blanket off and then we have access to the wound. So hmm. we, we can't get to the wound hmm. with the shame is literally exactly what you're saying. It's literally, hmm. it's, it's blocking that and so I think for a lot of people, especially people who have done a lot of work, um, and having that wall of being like, I can't get there, I can't get there, I can't get there. It's like, yeah, you literally can't get there. Like, it is the story, it's the shroud, it's the hiding, it's the lock mm-hmm. it away. And so there's often a, a shame piece um, I, that I experience that is a, 
linked to a pleasure, um, even even if that pleasure is inside something that's like horrific or damaging. Mm. Um, and uh, and there's no hard lines in this, but there's just like often an element in that. Um, and that, uh, you know, a, a wanting or a getting of something that we wanted or, um, uh, yeah, right. That like, that, that there's like a grief, um, but that we're not supposed to, um, as well as shames around things that are like, you know, nobody should know cause they'd think I was fill in the blank, um, or I can't admit to myself. I mean, you spoke really kind of. I think gen gently and respectfully to your own, like, nope. Right. Like the levels of consciousness of being that are just like, no, I'm not gonna know that or remember that, that deep mm-hmm. wisdom and care that we offer ourselves by blocking things out until we have the skills to, you know, skills, support opportunity or space to really heal in that way. And so to uncover so that we can have access to do whatever needs to be done right? Sometimes it's an excavation and it's infected underneath there. And sometimes it's just, you know, just, it's just there and needs something different. Sometimes it needs to be celebrated so often in our sex, right? It's like, we're so ashamed. Um, and then we uncover it and it's something that's really beautiful. Um, as well as some things we uncover something and say like, wow, this is really, this is really toxic that kept secret. (laughs) You get to make different decisions around and, and give up a sense of, of guilt or responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it can be both. Yeah, and I appreciate what you said around the sharing because it, that's exactly it when um, the shame is that hiding. And so that, that's what's so beautiful about the Me Too movement is people are able to share their stories and, and make you know bring it out into the light and have it be witnessed. And I wrote um, an ebook a while, um, a few years back. And it was like 11 steps to heal from sexual trauma. And I think like the second or third step was like to share your story just because that is, it's such a powerful, um, way to dispel it and and not keep that lie going on inside. But you're right. Many times it's linked to, to deeper things like traumas and, and it can be covering up the dark or the light. Um, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. So good. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, I feel like, what else do you know? Bless us, Naya. What else do you know? What else are you carrying in there? What else do you want to share with the people today? I think something that I like to remind women is if it's hard, you know, um, to not be hard on yourself that the nature of what we have stepped into and the loads that we have carried and that we're now finally remembering how to lay down, Mm. um, it's massive. You know, I I get to see. So, for example, a woman can be procrastinating with her work. She might be overeating or overweight. She might be in toxic partnerships, you know. Um, She might just feel small, lost, or have self-doubt. Whatever it is, you can be really hard on yourself and and think, you know, low things of yourself, but I get to see what's actually behind all of that. I get to go in and and see what created that. And it is vast. It is vast and profound what we have um, stepped into on this planet at this time and what we are healing for our lineages Mm -hmm. um, and what we've carried as souls 
beyond this lifetime um, is profound. And so just by being here, just by awakening, just by doing your best to make better choices, Mm -hmm. just by loving, by supporting others, like these are miracles. And, (sighs) And I just like to remind women that they're doing a phenomenal job and that you don't have to do it alone. And whether or not it looks like people are doing amazing on social media or not, you know, I myself and I'm surrounded by, you know, successful entrepreneurs that share a lot on social media. And I have seen, um, quite commonly, you know, what's going on in the background in order to show up that strongly. And it is not easy. It is not easy. And I do my best to be authentic as much as I can, but also some things are vulnerable and and private too. So um, don't believe (laughs) that everyone has an easy ride and that you should have an easy ride too. This is a very intense time on the planet. And, um, Yeah, to just the more that you can tap into what you were speaking of as that peaceful, boundless space, that is the womb space, that is the inner knowing, that is that timelessness that is beyond, um, you know, the conditioning or the distractions or the wounds, you know, there is that that knowing and that stillness and to go there as often as possible, because the rest of it can be quite overwhelming at times. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Hard on ourselves when it gets hard. I have a really good friend of mine likes to say she really, it really stuck with me. She said it once and I like never forgot it. She's say, Sophia, don't compare your insides to other people's outsides. Oh, that's a great correlation. I love that. That's a good one. And I was just like, real talk, you know, like, fuck, just like put me right in my place. You know what I mean? I'm just being like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's not where that is. A, that doesn't hold up. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a reasonable, like it really stuck out. So, um, <laughs> yeah. And that, you know, when it gets hard to not be hard on ourselves, that really, yeah. that's good to be, <laughs> to be well. Mm-hmm. to be well. Well, I have two closing questions. My second to last question is how do you like people to connect with you? Where do you want people to find you to to be with you? To how do you like people to connect with you? Where do you like people to connect with you? <laughs> cool question. Um well, I, as I said I'm on social media, so um I use my personal page Naya Lee and also on Instagram naya.lee. Um, and then I have two websites. Um, my main one is nialee.com. Um, so I get messages from there. You can apply to, uh, be in a mentorship, um, or for the boundless training on, uh, the boundless modality site. Um, so those are two places you can just learn more about what I offer. Um, and then the social media is, you know, just to stay in touch and have some more frequent inspiration. So, Beautiful. Yeah. Thanks. Mm-hmm. 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 So my last question is, it uh, it comes with a presumption. So I'll, I'll clear up that presumption before <laughs> I ask the question, which is that I, uh, I believe that we are building, that we're weaving, right? We're birthing. It's not a metaphor that we're birthing a new paradigm, birthing a new planet, mm-hmm. new reality, shared consciousness. 
You're with me? Yes. Okay. Great. <laughs> okay. Clear. So, great. Way. Yeah, that's the, okay, great. Okay, so we're here. So the question is, um, you know, sometimes I think of the quote, uh, if you don't know where you're headed, you'll end up where you're going. And, uh, and so this notion of like, where are we headed? What is, where are we going? Like, where do we want to go? What is a, paint a picture? What does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it sound like? Um, what is this? Uh, you spoke to it. We've Both of us have spoken to it. You've already spoken to it. And so the invitation is to, again, like drop into that space and do some weaving with us mm. around where are we, what are we weaving? What are you, what's a thread that you're weaving? What's a thread that you hear being woven? Mm. Bring us in. Great question. And I just have so many answers to that. I'll have to do it and see what wants to come through. Um, I think first I'll say that it feels like um, a balance, um, a balance between that um, fiery creative birthing energy and also that balance of um, mm. a bit of surrender and di- divine timing too. So I, I like to bring that in um, mm. because it's clear that, that we are building something new and it's clear that the collective sometimes has its, its own timing. <laughs> um, <laughs> so <sighs> many elements many, many elements. Um, you know, I think that the journey begins with the individual, which is a lot of what we're talking about, which is the shadow work so that when we are showing up, whether it's in new community or we're building new paradigms or, um, we're offering massive amounts of work or, you know, we're making millions of dollars and reallocating massive amounts of wealth to, um, conscious efforts that we're doing it in a really clear way that we're not playing out old shadows, which we've actually seen, you know, I had a a time in my life where I was less cultivating all my internal works and more researching other people's works and kind of seeing where I can, you know, click in or, um, you know, things I could support. And the more that I got closer and closer and closer and closer to a lot of the people that were like leading the way, um, in, in a sense, or starting big companies or whatnot, they had massive unintegrated shadows. There was actually like a lot of abuse and manipulation going on, even in the most well-represented, you know, conscious, you know, organizations are being put on high pedestals. They're still being operated in very patriarchal way. So I spent about a day basically crying my eyes out going, we're doomed, Um, you know, (laughs) until, you know, my higher self basically like kind of, yeah, I I use life kind of like smacking me over my head, but like in a sweet way going, it's you. Yeah. Like it is us. Like we don't look outside Mm -hmm. of yourself to find proof that this is being created and I have chills all over my body right now, it is being created through us. So we are the ones that are shedding that paradigm as to no longer carry those sources. We are burning new ones and handing them down. So that looks different for each person because we all have unique gifts, um, of course, but everything's going to be reformed. Absolutely everything, whether it's economic, political, you know, the the healing um medicine sectors, you know, whether it's, um, 
everything, um, personal development, business is being reformed. I mean, it's happening before our very eyes. People are demanding to do things their own way. And, and I'll even speak specifically to women in the feminine essence that we are no longer um, allowing, and I use this, this is, a, this is a huge thing that we have to release in sessions is I'm not allowed or I don't have permission. And that's a lie. The only time that that's ever true is when we're children dependent on our parents for survival. As adults, we have a birthright to follow our own guidance in every moment, in every moment. So we can, <laughs> there are no every guidance. moment. Say it yes. again. Every moment. Yes. Every moment. Yes. In all moments. Um, yes. Throughout all space and time. So, yes. Um, mm. I want to really support people to dream into their own version because my version of new earth could look totally different from your version, yeah. right? In your town, um, with your specific group of friends, um, with your specific gifts. But I do know there's going to be a lot more love and that everything is going to be done in a more heart centered way that is really in alignment with a greater pulse of the planet, not in, um, you know, not in a warring sort of destructive, control-oriented, manipulative way. Um, it's really about coming together to co-create something really ultimately beautiful that serves a greater good of all of the planet. Yes. <laughs> thank you. Uh -huh. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Naya, I want to thank you for your deep listening today. I really appreciate um, that my invitation for you to show up and 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 the way you you just did just like it's the way that you and I know it's not just today the way that you walk and and the way that you have walked and the work that you do and you're taking in and sharing with us your wisdom and your knowing I feel really blessed and and appreciate that the the resonance like the impact there's like a. a patience or a quietness to your like the listening this way that you like drop and then what gives forth and it's a real potency in that so I want to mm. want to thank you thank mm. you for that yeah yeah thank you thank you for inviting me and for sharing your wisdom and for listening as well mm. you're welcome <laughs> uh darling listener wherever you may be I uh Love you. I treasure you. I honor your walk, your path, your body's wisdom, your soul's song. I invite you to, as I spoke to the potency of our time here, to choose right now something that you'll do to take care of yourself today after this call, to take an invitation to let something in you that has been touched or awakened, uh, healed, or remembered, uh, some, some point of care, some point of contact you can really move where you are um, into where you're going, where you'll be. So be blessed and be well. Lots of love. Lots of love. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much. And thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sophia. <laughs> Remember, everything that we talked about in today's episodes will be in the show notes, so go there for links. For more content that you're going to love, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to this podcast. 
Share this episode with anybody you think you'll enjoy it, and share the love with a rate or a review wherever you listen. And to find out about all the mad adventures I'm up to, check me out on Instagram, at SophiaWiseOne, uh, or come to my website, SophiaWiseOne.com. I am Sophia Wise One, daughter of the wind. I am calling you to rise up, rise up, rise up, rise up and take your place. Thank you, gorgeous. I am thrilled and grateful for your support listening to this podcast. I want to invite you to come check out the Patreon. If you think this podcast is the bee's knees and you're grateful that it exists, I want you to know I'm grateful that you exist. Come join the Patreon. I call it the temple. We are healing. We are musicking. We are podcasting. We are together. Come check it out. You can find it through Patreon backslash Sophia Wise One or through my website, sophiawiseone.com. Y'all know you need to hear that, though. You know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. Okay. Yo, I'm so excited about Vagina Talks right now. Don't pretend like you don't know this is the best podcast you've ever listened to. Don't pretend like you don't know. You know.